When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to a very special, for a variety of reasons, Behind the Plate with Marin and Nate. Marin Angus Combs, the softball writer for Hale Varsity, joins me, Nate Rohr, play-by-play voice for Nebraska softball. And this is a historic day for Nebraska softball. We are joining you mere hours after the official announcement that Jordy Ball, the two-time All-American pitcher from Oklahoma, First-team All-American, most outstanding player in the 2023 Women's College World Series, announces that she is going to play for the University of Nebraska in 2024. So a very exciting day, a program-changing day, a day that changes the softball landscape nationally and especially locally. And so we'll chat about it. We'll also wrap up the WCWS that Jordy just dominated. And we'll also try to put it in a greater national perspective. Uh, Rhiannon Potkey, uh, the editor of D1 Softball, will be joining us later to discuss the Jordy Ball transfer. But uh, Marin, you're plugged into the local softball scene as, as a high school coach, as a club coach, as somebody who covers this sport. What does it mean to see somebody who is that nationally accomplished come home and play for the Huskers. Yeah. Um, hi, I, so you guys can see I'm rocking my Nebraska gold gear today. Uh, Jordy is, is a Nebraska gold kid. So I got a rep. Uh, but I think honestly, <clears throat> there was talk internally within the local softball community earlier in the season that this could be a possibility and it was very tight-lipped right not a lot of people outside of I think just the Omaha community really knew that it was an option and so for me I wasn't surprised when the announcement came I know everyone else was um (laughs) But well, yeah, it, it's a very unique transfer. Um, I, like you, I had heard sort of in the subterranean that, you know, Jordy was thinking about this, yeah. that this was a possibility. Um, whether it was just trying not to jinx it, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was just trying to uh, not, in the get, not get in the way of it. I, I didn't want to believe it. I, did, I didn't want to, I, I didn't want to let myself get excited about it. Yeah. Um, because I was worried, well, you know, it would be a pretty big come down if it didn't happen. Right. Uh, but I, I think I was hearing a lot of the same things that you were. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Jordy did an interview with uh, Larry Widman. 
uh, who who is a uh, psychologist and somebody interested in sports psychology. And she did an interview with him, and she mentioned that coming back for fall ball this year, she didn't have the same fire. And, and, you know, coming back for fall ball in Oklahoma, in a lot of ways, is more difficult than the season because you're facing one through nine, the best hitters in the country. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that you're facing those hitters and you're not fired up for it, uh, you've been a national champion, you're healthy. Because remember, Jordy was nicked up toward the end of her freshman year, but she just didn't feel that same fire. And I think that's when the idea started to take root in her head. Am I really and truly happy here at the University of Oklahoma? Mm -hmm. Because from the external, how couldn't you be happy? They're the best team in the country. And like I said, we'll get into their run. Uh, you're, you're playing in front of massive crowds you are are playing high profile games constantly but i think she she just had such a desire to come home um it's been brought up in the coverage of this transfer that she was committed to nebraska in 2019 she'd been committed since she was an eighth grader the summer of 19 was the summer between her sophomore and junior year and when she decommitted, that was when the investigation of Rhonda Ravel came to light. And, and as that happened, uh, Jordy had to take care of herself, had to take care of her softball future. She didn't know what Nebraska softball was going to look like, and she also had an opportunity to join that great Oklahoma program. Well, the, the investigation went through, and, and it was proved that Rhonda Ravel and, and her staff was going to stay and should stay uh hadn't and and with that that stabilized nebraska's future which made coming home a trap um and, and then you know jordy goes down to oklahoma and a lot of sooner fan reaction has been very heartening i i want to make sure i mention that the sooner faithful have taken this for the most part you've got your crazies here yeah. they have taken it uh, the vast majority of them have taken it in the right way, which is to say she did everything she could for our program. Pitched well for two years, gave us everything she had, dominated in her last weekend as a Sooner. I mean, there's the possibility that a distraction um, creeps into your head. Well, you know, it's my last dance with them. and No, Jordy locked it in and pitched as well as anybody has ever pitched on that big stage. But in the end, the desire to come home was so compelling for her. One other thought, and, and we'll continue on, but, you know, you think about it and sort of the hierarchy of goals for an athlete, especially a college athlete, at, at the most basic, I think, is to contribute, right? Mm -hmm. To be a valuable part of a team. The next step, is to be a part of a championship team, maybe a conference championship team, in some cases a national championship team. Well, Jordy did step one, obviously. She's done step two, obviously. There are a very few number of athletes that can do step three, which is to impact your sport, which is to impact the landscape of your sport and your region, 
and what high school athletes see as possibility in their sport. And yes, it's important that Jordy was successful at Oklahoma, but especially to come home and do it for the University of Nebraska to where she will be in the spotlight in her home state, 56 games next year. Uh, that That's a level very few athletes get to try and achieve, and I think Jordy's going to be able to achieve it. Um, I, I think it changed it. I think her return home opens doors here in the state for softball players. I, I think athletes in the state have looked at volleyball as their quickest path to becoming a college athlete and as successful. Yeah. For for a variety of reasons, there's been a great club infrastructure set up. There, there's you never have to deal with the weather, and you know Nebraska and Creighton and UNO and the other smaller state college programs have been so successful. There's a good place for you to go, you know, whether you are an elite level player, whether you're a very good player or beyond. That hasn't existed in softball in the state, but I think Jordy's coming home begins to change that. You're never going to be able to, to change the weather. But you can at least create an infrastructure where more great athletes look at volley, uh, look at softball over volleyball as a viable path moving forward. And I think that's what Jordy's return does, at, at least from the in-state perspective. Yeah, and I had the opportunity years ago um, when – Jordy decommitted. I was still at Softball America then, and I wrote a story about her decommitting and reopening her recruiting. And um, I, I pulled it up on my phone just to kind of like refresh my memory on, I mean, the high school kid that she was, right? Um, she was a junior in high school, and she'd committed to Nebraska at a very young age. That was that was the weird time. She committed to to Nebraska when she was fourteen. Yep. No kid is gonna know uh, what what they want exactly at the age of fourteen. Um, and like you mentioned, the investigation came to light uh, during that time. And so for her, reading through some of this stuff, and uh, like. I mean, her quote that really stood out to me in in looking back is uh, she said, growing up in Nebraska, Nebraska is the team. It's every kid's dream to play for Nebraska. And uh, she never ruled out Nebraska when she reopened her recruiting. But I think at that time... <clears throat> We can edit that part out. Uh, I think at that time when she decommitted, suddenly she had a lot of attention on her because she was the star of the show. She, all of this happened in Colorado at the yeah. big fireworks tournament. And seeing the crowd that she drew at 16 was amazing. You had It was the who's who, right? I mean, you have Patty sitting front row at all of her games you have mike white sitting front row at all of her games 
she's hit one of the longest home runs I've ever seen in my life. Granted, I know it was in Colorado. I know the air is thin, but still, it went a long ways. Um, but she was able to reopen that recruiting process and experience the recruiting process. Um, I think if as a kid at that time, if you get recruited by Oklahoma, of course, you're going to you're going to go look at Oklahoma. Right. Why, why did you turn down that opportunity? Like, I mean, go well, I, you know, from that standpoint with Nebraska's instability, and I'm sure there, there was, this is tough to say, but you know how quick the recruiting calendar is in softball. And I'm sure from, from Oklahoma's perspective, they said, look, we've got a scholarship for you or a portion of, of the scholarship. I would have to imagine it was, if not a, a full scholarship, a, a pretty high percentage. Uh, we have a, have this scholarship for you, but we need to know by X date, whatever X date was, you know, yeah. could have been September 1st, could have been August 1st. Remember that investigation ran up to the Sunday before the first week of school. Yeah. So late August uh, and, and Jordy needed to secure her future. I don't know if she would have stayed committed to Nebraska had that investigation never happened, or if that investigation had been brought to a speedy conclusion. Um, but it, it, it's a tough what if. But I'm sure somewhere inside of her, there was always that question, what if I did go to Nebraska? What if I was a cornfield? And especially when she had achieved the highest level of success, mm-hmm. um, it on a team, especially this year, that I think a lot of people would put as the greatest college softball team ever. Yeah. Only one loss, dominated pretty much start to finish. Main run ruled UCLA, who's the number two team in the country, run ruled Tennessee, you know, swept Florida State in the final series and nearly shut them out. Yeah. Uh, they dominated all comers. And, and yet it didn't fill her up. And so this higher challenge, that's why that's why I say she achieved step one, she achieved step two. She sees the possibility of achieving step three. And, and I think that's that's important to her. And, and then there is just the basic first line of I get to come home. I get to do this in front of my family, my friends for a university that I've grown up rooting. And, and and that means a lot. And, and you were right when you say kids in this state grow up wanting to be Huskers. And it has been troubling over the last five years or so because I've felt a real shift. I grew up in the mid-90s when Nebraska was everything, football and otherwise, you know. So you're talking about the football run. You're talking about baseball going to the Men's College World Series three times in the early 2000s, softball made two runs to Oklahoma City and went undefeated in a Big 12 year. And then, of course, volleyball did what they've done for, for 40 years to their immense credit. And for for a variety of reasons, mainly struggles on the field, baseball, 
softball and football have become less attractive for kids of the state to go and play. And I'm really excited to see it go back or at least start to swing the pendulum back to the idea that if you're a Nebraska kid and you're a national level prospect, you wear the end, period. And again, Jordy's return, I think, signals that and is a harbinger of that return. One other part I want to get into is what this means on the Big Ten level. Yeah, this is a Nebraska-centric podcast, but we also talk a lot of Big Ten. And you look, even this offseason, Nia Cotter from Iowa, who had a great year, transfers to Arkansas. Taryn Kern goes to Indiana, Big Ten Freshman of the Year. And she's on the transfer market. You think of Kendall Lindemann leaving Minnesota for Florida. Great players leave this conference. They don't come to this conference. And this move by Jordy Ball hopefully begins to reverse this trend. And I know that there are some extenuating factors with this being her home uh, that, that are playing into this. But hopefully it's the beginning of a different thought process when it comes to the elite player and saying, I'm coming to the Big Ten to be great. I'm not coming to the Big Ten so that I can go somewhere else and be. Yeah. I I would agree with that. And as I've watched this transfer portal over just the last couple weeks, right, um, it's been a little shocking to me to see some of the names go in. Taryn Kern. Mm-hmm. Example number one, I mean, why would someone who had such great success, right, in year one, make a name for herself, help better a conference, all of a sudden, she's gone. Um, That's hard. That's hard to swallow. Uh, Nia Carter, like you said, when I saw that news, um, and to see her end up at Arkansas, Uh, It makes me cringe a little bit because as we talk about, you know, the, the home state kid coming, coming back, looking at Arkansas's roster and they've got three kids from Omaha on their roster. And it just kind of makes me feel like, okay, what, what else needs to happen to keep these kids at home? And I think Jordy making this move opens that door. I think it, might create a domino effect. I think we might start to see more Nebraska-raised kids have a bit more of an interest in playing for Nebraska. Right. And, and I think what they're going to see with Jordy Ball is Ball on Stadium full. They're going to see the excitement that a very successful Nebraska team uh, can generate. Because, you know, in the last decade or so, let's call the last 15 years, you had the Edwards sisters arrive, which really changed Nebraska softball from a team and a program that could, that was going to regionals pretty much every year, not likely to get out of them, to a team that had legitimate women's college World Series aspirations. They got it done once. And they got sent to a meat grinder of a super regional at Alabama, lost twice, but led in both games. Uh, Jordy's recruitment is is that impactful and more because 
She also brings the success that she had in Oklahoma with her. I mean, even if people didn't know the backstory, even if people didn't know she's from Papillion, Nebraska, if you were flipping on ESPN, if you were watching SportsCenter, you saw Jordy Bull. And that's a name you heard. And in the first 15 minutes, it wasn't just, you know, let's show two cuts and and, and end the show with it. Yeah, Oklahoma softball with Jordy Ball in the circle was a national story two weeks ago. And, and night in, night out. And so you have that all that publicity. You have all that interest built. And then people hear she's from Papillion, Nebraska. She's a Nebraska kid. Okay, she's one of ours. Oh, by the way, she was committed to come to Nebraska. She could have been one of ours. And now they hear she's coming back, and she is one of ours. Uh, I think the interest will be immense. Uh, I've, I've not had a chance to check the Husker uh, Huskers.com ticket page to see if they have a link for season tickets yet on softball. They should. <laughs> how many people i've seen tweet man i want to get my tickets i want to go see her Uh, you know i a friend of mine texted me and said hey congratulations you get to see the best one of the best to ever do it 30 times next year yeah and and so even if you're not a diehard nebraska softball fan this is one of the best players in the country in her sport competing for Nebraska, playing at Boland Stadium. You know, they'll only get 15, 17, 18 home games next year. Um, I I expect Boland Stadium to be full all year. Um, bad weather, no, good weather, you know, mediocre opponent, great opponent, doesn't matter. I, I think Boland Stadium is going to be full next year because people want to get an up-close look at greatness. And, and Jordy Bull has shown that she has that level of greatness. Uh, and, and the thing watching her in the Women's College World Series, you watch more softball other than Nebraska than me. I mean, just because uh, of the softball calendar, I don't get to watch other softball a whole lot. I follow it. I check box scores, whatever. Right. But, but you know, sitting down and watching her, it isn't just that she's good, although she's damn good. You know, it's it's that she's so magnetic out there, fiery, passionate. And and I think that, you know, if you didn't see her during the Women's College World Series, you get one look at her and the way she goes about things in a Husker jersey and you're sold. And and I think I think people are going to get very excited about what they see from her uh, as a Husker. Right. One other element I want to bring up. So Jordy has been very successful as a pitcher at Oklahoma, All-American twice. Nebraska is going to use her both ways, which mm-hmm. I think was a contributing factor in her wanting to come home. The fact that that she'll be able to hit. You saw Oklahoma in the Women's College World Series use her as a pinch runner. Just, just keep her engaged in the offensive half innings. Nebraska, I think, is going to slaughter into the lineup. They have to. They have to because I thought Jordy had a shot 
at being a two-way player for Oklahoma this year after watching her in the fall. And I know, I know the fall, she wasn't all there. But even her not all there in the fall was better than some of the other players at Oklahoma, which is saying a lot. And she hit home runs off Alex Scirocco in the fall. And I'm, I'm looking at, I'm watching these games and I'm like, what is, I mean, how do you not play her? But Oklahoma is so deep and has so many players who can hit that she's not one of the top nine hitters, which is mind blowing. Yeah. And it's not a secret that Oklahoma brief tools they just fuel right back up as soon as they lose someone to graduation they're just going to get another one right and it's just going to keep going and so for Jordy to make this move um, I think it benefits her not only as an athlete but also as a person I think in her statement she even said she just wants to be Jordy and the kid is humble the she doesn't love the spotlight and at Oklahoma she is the spotlight yeah i can't imagine just based on Oklahoma twitter right i can't imagine what day to day life is for someone like her in norman mm-hmm. because i'm sure she just gets stopped all the time right I'm sure a lot of those girls get stopped all the time. Yep. And to to see that she just wants to be herself. She wants to be at home. She wants to be with her family and her friends. That I mean, that's just, that's her. That's, um, that, and you can't fault her for it. Right. And it's just ironic to me now to see, like, Oklahoma Twitter, right? They're supporting her. Like, good luck. Thanks for all your hard work. But during the World Series, if you said anything against Oklahoma, yeah, they were like, oh, pitchforks. So uh, ask Carol Hutchins about that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, um, it, it's it's just it's refreshing. Like seeing the the graphics that were done for today. Maybe one mm-hmm. of a brick wall, like I'm yeah. I'm here for it, and I, it just it makes me excited to think about what the future is. It makes me excited to see all the little girls that are at these tournaments week in and week out that wear Jordy Ball shirts. Right, they're Jordy Ball fans. They're not Oklahoma fans, but at, they're wearing Oklahoma stuff. They're going to watch Oklahoma because they want to see Jordy. Now they get to cheer for their the team that they are a fan of. Yep. And yep. they and that to me is what stands out the most. It's just like just like a regional weekend. I was in Papillion for a club tournament and I heard more people on their phone watching the Husker game cheering for Courtney Wallace, right? Because mm-hmm. we're in Papillion. They're cheering more for her than watching the games at the club tournament. (laughs) And that brought out a different element of the game for me. That was like, okay, this is different. This is not what I'm used to. Um, This is, this is a fan base 
who who pulls for their own. And I think it's very important now for this Husker program to capitalize on this and to bring in more homegrown talent instead of letting that homegrown talent slip away. And hey, you know, it's funny. You talk about the social media stuff Nebraska put out. Um, Nick Burkhart heads that. His wife is Maddie Fowler Burkhart. A bit of a softball connection there. Uh, Alex Rehurix, another guy that was working on that. He was Husker Vision's contact for softball for a time. But uh, it's funny. One of the videos had a lot of highlights, old highlights, right? Peaches James, alma mater, Papillion La Vista. Uh, Michigan, the, the win over Michigan when they were in the number one team in the country. Gina Metzler made that throw. Alma mater, Papillion La Vista. Um, and then Courtney Wallace uh, getting the final out of the, the Big Ten tournament. Alma mater, Papillion La Vista. Um, so, so it's important to foster and continue to accentuate that strong tie between a high school that, that has produced national-level talent on a consistent basis and, and the program that should benefit from that national-level talent uh, on a consistent basis. You brought up something else that I thought was, uh, that I think is interesting and maybe a little unique to Nebraska, especially compared to... Uh, to Oklahoma, and that is homegrown. You got me so fired up, my voice can't handle it. Um, But uh, at any rate, uh, you you think about Oklahoma's great players, and I'm sure somebody can find an exception on this, but they've been typically from elsewhere. They've been from Southern California. They've been from Hawaii. Jordy Ball's case, they were from Papillion, Nebraska. But for the most part, they're California and Hawaii. Nebraska has had a better tradition in women's sports of having great in-state players. And this goes, of course, volleyball uh, with all the great in-state players uh, that, that that program has produced. You think of women's basketball with Jordan Hooper uh, being from Alliance, Nebraska. Criminy, all the small towns that have sent somebody to Husker volleyball over the years uh, is incredible. And, and there again, this is where you hope this starts something because uh, remember the press that came out after Billy Andrews was named third team All-American. This number shocked me and maybe it shouldn't have. She is only the third in-stater to earn All-America honors at Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that's kind of mind-boggling. And yet, as you go through the annals of Husker softball history, of course, you have, have a ton of out-of-state talent uh, that's kind of carried it. But it's good to see that Nebraska softball uh, is bringing in an in-state player of such, uh, such importance and such uh, value that they will uh, – that, that should reverse that trend, at least – in our own little way. Well, we, we've kind of gone into the local perspective here of, of what this means, at least being here on the ground, to get kind of the 30,000-foot view of what this means 
to college softball as a whole, we bring in the co-editor of E1 Softball, Rhiannon Potkey, who joins us today. And uh, Rhiannon, first off, thank you for joining us. And, uh, we, you know, because uh, both of us, have, uh, both uh, Marin and I have a little different connection and a little different perspective, maybe this move, maybe Jordy Ball's transfer wasn't as surprising to us. How did you react? when Jordy first announced that she was going to be entering the, the portal and then when she announced where she was going. Yeah, I was surprised at the initial announcement. I know uh, I've had Marin had told me there, you know, rumors all around and I'm sure you guys are more tapped in. Uh, the initial announcement I was really surprised about, the, the choice in Nebraska I wasn't at all. Um, I didn't think, you know, when she said she was going home, I really didn't anticipate any other place. <laughs> Could have been a D3 or something, you know, one of those, you know, Nebraska Omaha or something. I don't know. But um, so that was really surprising. But the, the choice to go back home and stuff was not like knowing, having just, you know, listened to Jordy and been around Jordy, just how much she values her family and her home and uh, just the original commitment to Nebraska before she went to Oklahoma. So that part did surprise me. But I was very, I like had to kind of read it twice. Like I was like, whoa, this didn't expect this tweet today. So um, did surprise me there. You've covered a lot of softball in your career. Um, how big of a move is this? Like w when you compare to years before, I know the transfer portal is fairly new, but as far as a player of this caliber transferring from a program where she's won back-to-back -back national titles and, and all of the accolades, how just how big of a move is this in the national landscape? Yeah, I think this is the biggest transfer since we've had, you know, the transfer portal. I mean, you've had Oklahoma get a whole bunch of high-profile transfers. But I think just the element of, like, transferring away, you know, from a program where usually you're transferring in somewhere to, to you know, win titles or do this. Or, you know, you're a great player and you just want to kind of get over the edge and get a national title. But a player of her caliber, you know, player, you know, basically one of the best player in the nation if you, you know, um, one of them at the very least, if not, you know, the best uh, transferring away from the preeminent program in the country. Uh, and it seems like, you know, you never know, but I mean, it seems like it was all, all on good standing too. And even the Oklahoma fans are like thanking her, which is, that's the thing to me. It's kind of giving me a mind trip. I'm like, whoa, maybe it's a honeymoon the national titles here, but they're, you know, grateful. So it's, that's where to me, it's kind of like, it was a real shock because it's not like she's taking a step up and it's not like she's taking a step back, but it's just like, there's no more up you can get with, with Oklahoma. So I definitely think in this era, it's the biggest one. Um, and just a lot of elements are about it are very unique. You know, it's not like there's, doesn't seem to be bitterness on any side. You know, I'm sure there's some hard feelings in the sense, just because you you know, you want a great player like that. But, um, you know, it just seemed like it was, it's kind of one of those rare transfer opportunities where everyone's kind of you know, not happy, but no one's really like ticked off at anyone, you know, or like begrudging people. So it's kind of rare, but yeah, also huge, huge, huge for everyone and for the Big Ten and for Nebraska and everyone. Chatting with Rhiannon Potkey, the co-editor of D1 Softball, which does a phenomenal job all year long covering softball. And I'm sure there, there were some folks clicking over to see exactly what the heck was going on with Jordy um, when this news broke. You mentioned this is an atypical transfer, not only from a, a program that's on top of the sport to a program that's been good, a regional level program, but not a program that's uh, a front runner national championship contender. Um, 
where does this change how you look at Nebraska softball? How does it change uh, how you look at the Nebraska softball program first for the two years Jordy has remaining in her eligibility, then second for Nebraska softball in a, in a longer term? Yeah, I think it's huge for both. I think obviously they're automatically, when you have a player like her, especially a pitcher, I know we're more staff, you know, she's going to, I have to have more support around her. You know, it's not like, you know, the the old days of just one ace. But she's about as close as you can come, I think, to something like that. We've seen the Big Ten kind of do that in the past with just one, you know, like Danielle Williams and even to a sense Michigan a little bit. But um, just her, she's going to get you wins just being in the circle. They can, you know, they don't have to, you know, get, you know, one or two runs on the board. And Jordy's pretty good, especially in the Big Ten. Um, I think it's going to be huge. They'll, they'll automatically be contenders in the national picture. Uh, World Series, you know, if they can if they can get a few more. And the thing with a player like Jordy, like you see with football with quarterbacks, you get a player like her, people want to come play with someone like her. Now, I know it's short notice, but they still have, you know, at least next year. And if a few people in the transfer portal decide like, hey, we want to jump in with Jordy, it, obviously it's better to have the four years. But um, in the next year or two, she could attract and some in-state players that thought about, hey, I can, you know, she's setting an example. I can do this or it just it gives the publicity of that program a whole new a whole new level. And then with UCLA joining the Big Ten, they're going to get more eyes on it too naturally. So it just it the more publicity these you know the, these this these changes can do, it's good for the program. It's good for the conference. Jordy's someone that's going to be written about. The Nebraska name's going to be out there. NIL wise, she's going to have deals. So just the publicity and in, in the free you know marketing in a sense you get with a player like Jordy Ball, along with just getting you wins and the confidence it gives a program like that and her her competitive nature spreading to the rest of the team and giving them confidence um i think there's going to be a lot of intangible benefits too for uh just you know lifting the sport of softball in that state and in that conference and uh you know nebraska they already had a really good roster i mean we saw that last year so i think having a player like her i mean they're obviously the big 10 favorites next year i know northwestern might be a little bit you know with still still uh, want to have that label, but when you get a player like Jordy, there's really, you know, you can't help but make that determination. Yeah, I know it's super early to even talk about the the predictions of next year, right? I think if if we look from that 30,000-foot view, everyone's like, oh, Oklahoma's probably going to win again next year, right? Like, But when this move happens, what does that do for Nebraska? Do we automatically think they're a top 25 team preseason right now? Oh, yeah, top 25 for sure. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, a player like Jordy, that, you know, I mean, she's going to pitch how many games, and that's going to be, like I said, she's she's not giving up many runs. So I would bank at least, you know, you're going to get a lot of wins just from her being in the circle enough. And with the Big Ten, I mean, not to put down the Big Ten, it's not like, the, in, you know, with Taryn Kern leaving Indiana. I mean, there's just a lot of things that people are leaving these schools in the Big Ten. So that, that amps it up more. And I just, I think she gives you so many wins just by her presence um so yeah i definitely think top 25 for sure a player like that she's especially like i said when it's a pitcher when it's a pitcher and you have her that definitely is that's good for wins on her own as much as it's a team sport pitching obviously is the key chatting with rhiannon potkey the co-editor of d1 softball about the uh, jordy ball uh transfer and all things softball here on behind the plate with marin and nate uh, you brought up the Big Ten picture here and the fact that the trend has been for great players to leave this conference as opposed to come into it. And, and of course, there are some unique points to this Jordy Ball 
transfer in that made it happen. The fact that she's from here, the fact that she was committed here, the fact that she has really a strong sense of kind of owing Nebraska something. What will it take for the Big Ten Conference and the schools in it to reverse that trend from where the Big Ten right now is a place where great players come for a year or two and transfer out? What's it going to take for the Big Ten Conference to be a a destination for great players and, and in so doing raise the whole conference? Yeah, it is. There's a lot of, you know, complexity to that um, just because of, you know, obviously like the location, some of the weather issues, that sort of thing. Just the recruiting ground you have with those states versus warm weather states. So you're naturally going to kind of be in a deficit in a sense with those sports. Um, But I do think someone like I mean, it's you never know. Like you can this could be like a one off. We could say like she's going to inspire all these kids to do the same thing and stay home. And and, and then it turns to turn out that way as a sports writer, you kind of you can make yourself leap to these things, but then I've written like where it never, it never materializes. So um, like you said, a unique situation, her having been born there. But I think, um, you know, I think it could kind of, and again, we talked about UCLA entering the conference. That's going to be a huge thing. I mean, that there's going to be more eyes on the big 10 because of them being in there and they have more media rights, deal money. If NIL money's in play, there's all these little factors where they could take advantage. Now, will it come to fruition and will enough go to softball to help that? That's to be seen, but they have, they're in an advantageous situation with all these little things in terms of like media rights deals, in terms of like more exposure. So they really need to take advantage of it. That's the thing. They need to harness this right now because you don't know how long it's going to last. So once you see like it's in the Jordy ball in there, there's like a three or four year stretch right now where they, they could take off a little bit if they can get the right recruits in. And if people are seeing them more on TV, if people are seeing like they can be successful. Um, you know, you're not, you know, most of the time in the, when you're playing those games, you're, you're going to Florida, California anyways, in the super cold. So now you're really playing in that. So if they can get that, get through to kids and see that, Hey, these schools are great educations. They can be on the, the national stage. It's worthy. It's, it's definitely in more of an uphill climb, but this is a good, these two are good starting points, right? They have now a, a, where they can really sell that to people and get people interested. And you have a player like Jordy. She's going to attract eyes, and so people are going to tune in. And so you have to really take advantage of that platform right now. Nate and I have talked about throughout this season how much talent has left the state of Nebraska, right? When you and yeah, everyone everyone learned who Ruby Malin is this year. Um, her and Jordy were teammates in club ball. Then you look, you have the Camins and Twins at, at Arkansas. You have Tori Kanishi at South Dakota State. You have all of this talent that has left the state. And and I think um, I anticipate, like you said, sometimes we're wrong, uh, but I anticipate a domino effect. Uh, and I think when we look at the Big Ten in general, um, the schools have a hard time of locking down local talent. And that local talent tends to go elsewhere. So our are you hoping to see more local talent stay? And and do you think the transfer portal is kind of help, maybe help, going to help that at this point? I know, you know, it's always, I, I always want kids to have, some kids want to go away for college. Like, I get that. Like, you're, you're here, you know, everyone says like, you know, put a, you know, I'd cover all the sports, right? Football, like, make sure you put like a border around your state. Like, no kid leaves. It's like some kids want to leave like they want. That's the only time in their life they're going to get a chance to leave Nebraska, you know, to get out and experience things. So I totally respect that. So it's hard to see, like, you know, maybe there's some kids that just don't want to be they don't want to stay home. 
But ideally, you would keep your homegrown kids home. That's kind of what they always say. Like, if you're not signing the best kid from your state, you're not doing a good job. Um, granted, there's some states that have a lot of programs in like Texas and Florida where you can't always do that. Um, but I think the key here, too, is Jordi has seemed to embrace this, obviously. So if she's going to become like a pitch woman for this, pardon the pun, but if she's going to really, you know, take it and run with it and, you know, be speaking that into existence and trying to get kids, there's definitely, you know, that's an influential thing. And if she's going to be willing to kind of continue that, I can see it happening more. And it might just be, again, they have to capitalize off that, right? They have to win. Winning is the thing. Winning is what attracts. Winning is what gets kids. They want to win. It's great to represent your home state, but if you're not winning, it's not as fun. So um, that's the thing they have to do. That's the element that it could be a little blip, but if they want to make it into a trend, um, they got to stay at, into the top 25. They got to get these recruits in. They got to they got to be attracting some really good recruits from out of state too. Like that's part of it, right? So because um, you see, Oklahoma is not all filled with just all Oklahoma kids. Um, so I think this is a good point. And if Jordy's willing to kind of, it's, like I said, it sounds like she's willing to embrace that and kind of sell that to the rest of the Nebraska kids, then definitely. Um, but Nebraska's also got to keep producing that great talent, right? Because, I mean, there's not always you get a Ruby and a Jordy in the same class, um, but definitely it could be a, a trend. So I, I definitely see that. But they have to they have to take the mantle and run with it and really be successful for that to stick. Certainly a, a changing day for softball in the state of Nebraska, especially for the next couple of years. The long-term impact, the national impact, uh, something yet to be seen. Uh, Rhiannon Potkey of D1 Softball uh, joining us to talk about it. Rhiannon, thanks for the time, and uh, uh, we'll be in touch down the road. My pleasure. You guys do a great job, and uh, you're going to have a lot to talk about. You're going to, I hopefully, I'll be back on because there's going to be a reason for everyone to be tuning in. I'm sure you guys are excited. I am very excited. Very excited. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. Yeah. All right. Rhiannon Potkey of D1 Softball joining us. Uh, Marin, well, just a final thought or two before before we wrap it up. First for the for today, secondly for the season, uh, anything to kind of keep an eye out on uh, through the summer? Yeah. Well, obviously, I think the highlight right now is Taryn Kern has not announced where she's going. Um I think that's something for us to keep an eye on, especially after the season that she just had. Uh, I think that seeing if more kids come to Nebraska is something to watch for. And I, and I think when we move forward, um, seeing just how much Jordy embraces this spotlight that she's put herself in. Um, I think that, she is a great role model for the younger generation out there. I think that um, I think that she's put herself in a position that a lot of young student athletes don't want to put themselves in. And I think it takes a lot of strength and a lot of courage to leave somewhere that you called home for two years where you were successful uh, to come to a program that that isn't at that level. And um I'm just excited to see what happens next, honestly, because I think we can't predict it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm I, I'm going to kind of build off your number two uh, thing to watch this summer, which is I 
wouldn't be surprised if if Nebraska continues to work into the portal and and tries to add a little more. Uh, of course, with everything they have back, there isn't a whole lot of room. Um, but I, I will be interested to see if the Huskers continue to stay active. Um, and then, yes, the next six to nine months are going to be very interesting to see how Jordy changes the Nebraska softball program. Because I think when you add a player of her caliber with her credentials, two national championships, uh, where she was a significant part of both teams, uh, I think I think that uh, that addition to your roster uh, is is going to change the roster significantly and the program well Marin it's been a fun year uh, enjoyed chatting softball with you every week uh, and I think the fun is just beginning I, I think we got to buckle up for what next season's going to bring us yeah <laughs> I cannot wait I, I wouldn't mind fast forwarding uh, to January uh, yeah. uh, now, hey, there's a Husker football season until then, but uh, not not to skip over that. But at any rate, it's been a pleasure, and we uh, thank you for joining us all season long here on Behind the Plate with Marin and Nate. We are going to take a few months off, but we'll be back with you in the preseason ahead of softball 2024. And with the news today, that story just got a whole lot more interesting. Until then, from Marin Angus Combs, I'm Nate Rohr. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again down the road.